Welcome to the Nuggets of Truth podcast. I'm Rebecca Bush, and I'm here with my mom, Ann Farnham, each week to talk about the truth in God's Word and how it applies to our lives. In Hebrews 4.12, we read that the Word of God is alive and powerful. Not only is the Bible powerful, but it's full of nuggets of truth, nuggets that help us have lives characterized by good fruit. As we share stories and end with an encouraging word from Scripture for your week, It's our hope that you will leave feeling full of courage and wisdom as you walk in God's truth. So many areas of our lives can cause us to feel tired, drained, and sometimes downright exhausted. Being weary is part of every human's experience. Whether you're a student, a working adult, a young parent, or a well-seasoned grandparent, you have faced the feeling of being spent and drained. In today's episode, we are going to chat about how we can keep from becoming bone-tired and doing good. In Galatians 6-9, Paul writes, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Join us as we discuss what Paul meant and how we can heed its advice. Good afternoon. We are live from Studio A at the Nuggets of Truth podcast, episode 12. I'm here with Ann Farnham <laughs> to talk about God's Word. Is Studio A my little closet? <laughs> yes. I, we need to get a Studio B. <laughs> I, I think Studio B might be better. Although, also bigger. I have to say, though, we have made vast improvements in Studio A. We have a bench, guys. We have a, a, a leather bench, no less. A leather. It's, it's comfy. <laughs> it's comfy instead of sitting on the floor. Yes. We have a stool. A stool, yes. It's still a little hot in here. Yeah. <laughs> But we're having fun. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So That's we're right. back and um, we want you to find us on Instagram and find us on Facebook. And you know what? If you're on Instagram and Facebook and you're finding us, mm-hmm. why don't you leave us a comment? Why don't you share our thing? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And also, we'd love to hear from you kind of what maybe if there's something specific you'd like to hear about. Yeah. I would like to even say they should just stop this video or this uh, podcast right now for a second, run over to Facebook, share it, and then come back and listen to the rest. Boom. Done. Boom. Okay. You get 10 points from mom. 10 points. That's right. <laughs> uh, we're going to be sharing some more little videos coming along on there also. Mm. And this week, we're going to share some recipes. Oh. So, and they're really good ones. So you guys Mm want to check out those. Yeah. Um, But today we're going to talk about being bone tired. Yeah. Mom, have you ever felt bone tired from helping other people? I absolutely have. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you helping? (laughs) Well, you know, every time one of you kids have a baby, a new baby, I would come for a week or two weeks, usually two weeks, yes. and just stay and help do whatever needed to be done. Save the world, really. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not <laughs> the age of a new mom. And so, you know, I was bone tired by bone the time tired. I left. I can absolutely remember just thinking, I'm going to sleep for a whole week when this is over. <laughs> I think I was thinking that too, but then I had the newborn. And you couldn't do No. It. <laughs> well, what about you? You know, I totally agree. Babies are no joke. In fact, I can remember a time... We had three under four mm. at one time. And so when our th- our third was born, I was so tired. Yeah, I remember. Um, I had a three-year-old and an 18-month-old and then a newborn. And so I decided one day when our eight- our baby, the newborn, was sleeping that I'd put on a show for mm-hmm. the other two. Mm-hmm. And I'd just lay on the floor of the playroom mm. for a few minutes. Yeah. Because I was tired. Yeah. 
but I, I mean, I was out to the world. Yeah, like yeah. I just fell asleep so quickly and, and generally I cannot do that. Yeah. Only in this stage can I like fall asleep like that. Right. But I woke up to a lot of laughter and giggling oh. and some truck noises. like, <laughs> And unfortunately, my 18 month old had found a sample canister of formula. Oh, dear. And he dumped it, opened it, dumped it all over the coffee table, oh, no. the entire canister, oh, no. and was having the best time with his trucks in what he kept calling the sand. Yes. Well, and so I kind of expect that that 18-month-old kid would have done that kind of thing. Yeah. He was a busy one. <laughs> you know him. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but I have to say, I was so tired that the nap was, like, totally worth the oh. entire mess. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It was so worth it. Absolutely. So, um. Mom, has anything fun been happening around your house this week? I don't know if I would call it fun. <laughs> but I'll tell you, what we've been knee-deep in here is gardening. Yes. yes. It's the season. Yes. And it's not my thing. It's my husband's thing. Um, so he started this year with doing seeds. Yes, because yeah. he's retired and so... Yeah, he's got a little more time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's been an interesting thing. Around February or March, these little plants started poking out um in our house <laughs> and we had to make sure they had 16 hours of light a day which meant that we had to have the lights right. the special lights turned on for them wow you, know? you guys are like plant new plant parents new plant parents yeah and he would have to check for whether they needed to be watered and he would check and see if the sprouts were getting bigger every one of those little plants was labeled and yes, it I wasn't saw. too long before you figured out what kind were what um just by looking at it then he had to thin them out um, and then when they finally got big enough, he started putting them outside for little short periods of time. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully by the time this podcast airs, those little seeds have become plants will be in the ground and yes. growing big. And then, and only then, the actual gardening begins. Which still takes a lot of work. It does. The weeding, the thinning, the fertilizing with natural things. And finally, the harvest. And oh man, when those tomatoes especially come out, mm -hmm. my life is happy. Um, but you know, it's a ton of work to garden. It takes energy, it takes time, it takes patience, it takes gentleness. Mm -hmm. But the result is really an amazing harvest yes. and lots of delicious food. But you know what? Your dad, my hubby, gets himself so tired out sometimes gardening. He'll come in and he is absolutely bone tired. But he loves it, and he does it for the good of the family and for the reward of that delicious food and those bacon and tomato sandwiches mm. he's going to get. Yeah, and that salsa. Yes, and yeah. you know what? We all get to enjoy the harvest. We do. So, Mom, today we are talking about a passage in Chapter 6 of Galatians all about what we harvest. Yeah, that's right. But uh, the thing we have to remember about chapter 6 of Galatians is that it comes after chapter 5 of Galatians. Wow, amazing. I know, it's a big one. <laughs> but you know, chapter 5 is all about the Spirit. How to walk in the Spirit, how to be led by the Spirit, and how to live by the Spirit. So it's all about the Spirit. And then in chapter 6 comes the practical. Now, how do we do this? How do we live practically as believers in Jesus? And then there's this little snapshot of chapter six is I'm going to give you. Okay. Okay. So it has, we'll give you five different things. If a brother stumbles, help him back up. Be careful yourself so you don't also stumble. Share each other's burdens. Pay attention to the work you're meant to do and then share and provide for those you are teaching. 
Rebecca, do you think you could just read for us chapters uh, 6 of Galatians 7 through 9? Yes. It says, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So here Paul's saying, if we live to satisfy ourselves, we'll reap the harvest of that kind of life. Right. And if we live a life pleasing to the Spirit, then we'll reap a blessing. Yep, that's right. So the language here, Mom, is about physical seeds and growing to be harvested like a farmer or a gardener. But it's a lot deeper than that, right? Yeah, I mean, he uses the words reap and harvest, words that you and I and everyone can really understand, right? But this really is about spiritual matters, not about garden produce. Yeah. Um, the principle here is that there is a cause and effect in play. Whatever we sow, we'll reap a harvest from that. So when I was a little girl, my dad owned a fruit farm yes. in Western New York. I love hearing stories about your farm. Yeah. Uh, seven miles from Niagara Falls and um, beautiful, beautiful country. Oh, my goodness. But anyways, he had 25 acres. And so he decided to plant apples, peaches, and cherries. And you know what the amazing Yum. thing was? The harvest that he got was apples and peaches and cherries. <laughs> Another insight, right? So if we live by the Spirit, we'll be blessed with spiritual harvest. Right. And if we live only to satisfy our sinful nature then the harvest will be decay and death. That's what the scripture tells us. So we get to choose what seeds we're going to sow, and we have to live with the harvest of that. So sometimes that's a really sad thing to see, isn't it? I mean, we've all watched somebody have a lot of pain and suffering over the results of living a life for self, yeah. right? In fact, there are plenty of uh, current examples of Christians who have sown sinful seeds, and um, they've reaped a world of sadness as a result. Mm. Jim Carrey said, I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of so they can see it's not the answer. Mm. You know, we often think living for the world and like the world is where we're going to get the most out of life. But the truth is even someone who's had everything is telling us that that's not the answer to being fulfilled. Yeah, Paul did not think it was the answer. And he believed that sowing spiritually had a great harvest of blessing which is better than a harvest of wealth and stuff and power and prestige, all those things that the world has to offer. You know, it's a glorious thing when we can see the harvest of a godly man or woman. Mm. I was thinking about, I have two, two friends who both are now with the Lord. My best friend, Debbie, who yes. I spoke about in a few podcasts ago, um, the one who kind of ch uh, chastised me, yes. right? You know, to stop complaining. Yeah. Well, do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, after that, a number of years later, she passed away. It was a really sad time. But going to her funeral was so wonderful because her family had put together a slideshow of her life yeah. and what she had done. And she was so involved in short-term missions. Yes. And so time after time after time picture after picture we saw the life of the harvest that had been reaped from all of her work then I had another friend who died uh, about a year and a half ago her name was Pat Ray and she and her husband oh dear <laughs> she and her husband Al were um, with Campus Crusade in Africa um, just a wonderful, wonderful, godly woman. Um, and she, uh, at her funeral was the same way The yeah. the things, the stories, I mean, the, just even what her grandchildren had to say, 
about the life that she had led. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just really made such a difference. That's awesome. You know, the truth is we, we sow, if we sow wheat, we reap wheat. Yep. If we sow self-centeredness, we reap a life of inward focus. Mm -hmm. If we sow spiritual seeds, we'll reap the joy of spiritual blessings, such as lives changed. Mm -hmm. And we either sow of the flesh or we sow of the spirit. Yeah. Why don't you just read it from the message? You know, the message is one of those paraphrases that, you know, you can't go word for word for. But yeah. you know what? Sometimes it does give you at least a sense of what it's supposed, what yeah. it's saying. And a clearer picture sometimes. A clearer picture. Yeah. It says, don't be misled. No one makes a fool of God. What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. All he'll have to show for his life is weeds. But the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvests a crop of real life, eternal life. So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing right. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Okay, Rebecca, let's just sum up a little bit about what we read in the message just now. Um, so the first point is that what we sow actually matters. Um, there is a saying that for the one whose treasure is here on earth, this is as good as it gets. Mm -hmm. But for the one whose treasure is in heaven, the best is yet to come. Yeah. And the second point here is that the truth is everyone is harvesting something, right? I mean, what we harvest is our choice to make. I mean, that just blows my mind. Yeah. We can choose what to harvest. But the question we must ask ourselves is what I am sowing, is it going to harvest more flesh or more spirit? Am I planting and harvesting death or harvesting life? You know, it makes me think of Moses and at the very end of his life in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 30, 19 through 21, he tells the people they have a choice. And so let me just read that scripture to you real yeah. quick. Today I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him and committing yourself firmly to him. Oh, this is the part I love. This is the key to your life. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The third point is that the more that we sow, the more we will reap. So just like in a garden, if you plant just a few tomatoes, or if you plant just one seed, you're only going to get a couple tomatoes. Mm -hmm. And the more you plant, the more you reap. Now, this isn't like a karma type of thing where if you do good, you get good, and if you do bad, you get bad. But there is a cause and effect at work with God, which God has put into place. Mm -hmm. And so we have on earth, we must decide how to manage our resources and energy and time and money. Um, and for what cause? For our selfish ambition or, for, or to please the Spirit? Yeah. So the fourth point of this is that doing good or sowing the right thing, right? can make us weary. It can make us soul tired. It can make us bone tired. That's right. Just like planting and caring for a garden can make us tired. Helping others can wear us out. Caring for the hurting, the loving our small group members, caring for a pastor who may be worn out. All these things can cause us to become bone tired and soul tired. 
The fifth point is that if we sow the right things, the things of the Spirit, and we are patient and don't give up, even when we're weary or bone tired, we'll reap a great harvest. We can feel like this when we are using our resources for God or planting seeds. Mm. We can lose heart because of the pain of reality. Yeah. Um, you know, I can remember wanting to give up as soon as I started having contractions, especially with my last baby when I didn't have an epidural. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's only one way to be done with it, and that's to hang in there and to go through all the bone-tired yeah. weariness, and then you have this beautiful baby. Yeah, it's end. a little too late on the delivery table to give up. <laughs> <laughs> but feels like you should. I know, it does. I remember that feeling, too. You know, let's uh, just conclude with this word, um, bone-tired. Mm. Like, how did we choose that for our title? Yeah. Okay. So, I love to know the origin of words. And I uh, had a French teacher who sat at my dining room table and would become absolutely exasperated with me because I would say, <laughs> well, how did they decide to make the word that? And how did they do that? Why did, wh- how did that word come into being? <laughs> and she would be like, Anne, just for Pete's sake. Just, just repeat after just me. Just repeat and learn the word. <laughs> but that's who I am. I'm curious, yes. uh, which probably is why I like to teach, you know. But um, bone tired actually first shows up in about the 1830s, and it describes someone who was really lazy, Mm. which is an interesting thing. Um, It suggests that that person is completely and utterly useless and lazy. But by 1912, um, we see the word showing up again, only this time it's changed. Now it's talking about someone being tired out or weary. And, um, you know, it says, so let's not get weary doing what is good. At just the right time, we'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up, right? So the Greek word for weary there is ekakeo. Oh, that was pretty good. I know. Which is to be utterly spiritless, to be wearied out, exhausted. Now, this word possibly suggests without spirit. When somebody says you're spiritless, Mm. without spirit, useless and exhausted from too much work. So what chapter 6 of Galatians is telling us is don't be spiritless, right? Now remember, it comes after chapter 5, which is all about... Living in the Spirit. Right. Walking in the Spirit, being led by the Spirit. If we do these things, we will not be spiritless and we will not give up. So we must allow the Holy Spirit to work through us, living in His power to sow a great harvest. Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give Mm. up. Working for a harvest takes a lot of prep and time and patience and waiting. And the planting is hard work. And it's not necessarily the most rewarding part of the gardening. Not at all. But the harvest only comes after the work Mm -hmm. and the sacrifice and the time and the energy has been expelled. Mm -hmm. There are times we do become bone-tired weary. But when we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, we should never be bone tired of doing good. Thanks for joining us on the Nuggets of Truth podcast. We hope you'll feel encouraged to look into God's word this week for your own nuggets of truth. Thank you.